Welcome to the Carter Report and thanks for joining us. Today we have a super program entitled Adam's Mother's Birthday. It is completely unique. It explores the origins of the human race and answers the question, is man the product of time plus matter plus chance or is he the product of special creation? Do we go back to the swamps or do we go back to God? The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. The first book in the scriptures, the book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 2. And please notice with me verse 7. Genesis, the second chapter. Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to notice verse 7 where it talks about how Adam was made. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. You folk got that text? Everybody turn off the text. Genesis 2 verse 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man from the beasts of the field. <laughs> now, it doesn't say that. But it seems to me some people think that. Maybe they've got a different Bible to us. But it does say, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being, or as it says in other translations, man became a living soul. Now the interesting thing is, it says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Did you hear that? God, my friend, made a man and he made him, the Bible says, out of the earth. With his own hands, the divine creator fashioned a man. He took the dust of the earth and he fashioned out of the dust of the earth the most perfect man that this world has ever seen. Adam, my friend, was not formed from the beasts of the field through the slow process of evolution. Did you hear that? The Bible says Adam was made by the act of special creation and God made him out of good old Mother Earth. Did you hear that? So Adam had a mother. And the mother of Adam was the earth. Have you got that? Is that plain? And tonight we are going to celebrate the birthday of the earth. Because the earth was the mother of Adam, our first father. Now please read this text with me again and then I'm going to give you a number of very, very important points and I want you please to notice these. Genesis 2 and verse 7. 
Genesis 2, verse 7 says. Here it is. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living being. Ladies and gentlemen, truth number one tonight, and listen to this. This is tremendously important. The human race was made personally by a personal God. Did you hear that? We can trace our ancestry back not to the beasts of the field, not to some murky swamp, not to some creature that climbed up out of some hot primordial ocean. No, the Bible says that man was made by God. Did you hear that? The Bible says man was made in the image of God. Please notice Genesis 1, verse 27. This point cannot be overemphasized. Man was made godlike. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, please. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27 says, So God created man in whose image? In his own image. That's great. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Therefore, the first great truth that I want to bring to you tonight is this. You were made in the very image of God. Now, my friend, if you were made in the very image of God, this tells me something. It tells me that you are important. Can you see that? You are not just a machine. You are not the first cousin to a, a monkey. As I told you the other night, we Australians can say our ancestors might have swung by their necks, but they didn't swing by their tails. You see, what do you mean by saying amen when I say our ancestors may have swung by their necks? Do you want me to tell you some things I know about some Americans? Now listen, the Bible tells me that we have a glorious beginning. My friend, how you regard people and how you regard yourself is determined largely by your belief in, in the question of origins, you see. If man simply came from the beasts of the field, if man came, my friend, from some primordial swamp, if man is simply here because of the result of a freak cosmic accident, then, my friend, there is no purpose to existence. I want to tell you tonight that God made you and there is a purpose in your being here in this world. That should do something to you. That should make you stand up tall as you say, God made me. Number two, man, my friend, is not the result of time plus matter plus chance, as I'm told by some. They tell me that the human race is the result of the combination of time plus matter plus chance. That really the human race is nothing more than enlarged protein molecules. That's all we really are, you see. 
And we arrived here by chance and they tell me that we are going to exit by chance and there is no real purpose to existence. Listen to me, my friend. There is purpose to existence because God made me. I am a living soul. God breathed into my nostrils the breath of life. I am a living soul. I am a son of God. Even though I have fallen, I am still made in the likeness of God. Did you hear that? You are made in the likeness of God. Every human being is wonderfully made in the image of God. Every human being is special. Every little baby is special. You are special. There is nobody in the world quite like you or you or you because God made you. And because God made you, because God made you in the act of special creation, God has got a plan. God has got a purpose for your life. This world, ladies and gentlemen, is not an iceberg. It's not an iceberg adrift in the ocean, being driven by every wind, being pushed around by the currents of fate. This world is not an iceberg. This world, my friend, is in the hand of God. As they sing, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you in his hands. He's got everybody here in his hands because God made us, you see. Doesn't that do something to you? My friend, it ought to make you glad and it ought, ought to make you have a tremendous self-image to know that you are special, that you are made in the image of God. Every person is important. You know, there was a little girl who went along to a party, just a little girl of six years of age, and she was an orphan. And there was a boy sitting opposite her, and as that boy was sitting opposite her, he was a teenager, and she took a liking to him. And all of a sudden, impulsively, she went over to him, and she put her arms around him and kissed him. And in, in an embarrassed way, he pushed her off, and she said, Nobody don't ever love me. Nobody don't ever love me. There are lots of little girls and lots of little boys who have the same belief, nobody don't ever love me. They feel that they are all alone and nobody cares. Listen, I want you to know that God cares because he made you. And tonight you have a father, and that father, my friend, is right at the very center of the universe. And that father knows everything about you, and he has a plan for you. Did you know this? God meant you to come to these meetings. Did you know that? God meant you to come to these meetings. God meant you to hear these truths. God has got a plan for you. God has got a purpose for you. Because in the beginning, God made you. Isn't that good? Oh, that makes me glad. 
That makes me glad tonight. When I think perhaps of some of the problems I have, the problems, my friend, they're not heavy to carry because there is somebody bigger than me and he's walking with me tonight and he is carrying the load, you know, because he made me and because he made you. Now listen, here is the next great truth that most people do not realize. When the Bible says here, and the Lord God, for man of the dust of the ground, when the Lord God made Adam out of good old Mother Earth, when it says the Lord God, it is referring to Jesus Christ. I'm going to prove that to you. The Lord God who made the world and the Lord God who made Adam and Eve, that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me prove it to you. Would you come over here to page 1032 and we'll start a verse, verse 1 of the gospel according to St. John chapter 1. Have you got that text? John chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning God, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Now, who is the Word? Notice verse 14 of the same chapter. Verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Bible tells me that the Word is nobody less than Jesus Christ who became flesh and who dwelt among us. Now, come back to the verse where it says, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. Who is the Word? Tell me, please. The Word is Jesus, God's thought made audible. The Word is Jesus who became flesh and who dwelt among us. Then it says in verse 2, He was in the beginning with God, right in the very beginning of time, Jesus was there with His Father. Verse 3 says, All, A-double-L, all things were made by Him, it says. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. Did you hear that? Did you know that? That when it says, Jesus, Jesus Christ, God's only Son, God the Son Himself, Jesus was the active agent in the creation of the universe. When you go home tonight and you look up at the stars, my friend, it was Jesus who made the stars. It was Jesus who made the world. It was Jesus who made Adam and Eve. The Bible says it. And it says, verse 10 to follow through, verse 10 of the same chapter, John chapter 1, verse 10, He was in the world. Jesus came down. He was in the world. And the world was made through Him. And the world did not know Him. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, God's own Son, made the world. And the Bible says it was God's own Son who made the universe. Therefore, 
let me get over here to the blackboard because this is one of the most exciting truths. This is one of the most significant truths. This is one of the most dynamic truths. It tells me, the Bible says, Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, did you hear that? Jesus is the great creator. Jesus is the great creator. Somebody is going to say, didn't Jesus only come into being when he came down to this earth through the Blessed Virgin Mary? My friend, that was only, only Jesus becoming flesh. Jesus had been there in heaven with his spirit father, the great God, and he had been there from everlasting to everlasting. Jesus, the Bible says, without beginning, without end. The Bible calls him Jehovah Yahweh, the everlasting God. And the Bible says that when God flung the stars in space, when God made this earth, the Bible says that when God stooped low and got down and with his divine fingers fashioned a man, you think of it, when God fashioned a man, when he brushed his hair, and when he formed his face, when God did that, the Bible says it was Jesus Christ before he'd come down to this earth. What a tremendous truth. So the Bible says Jesus is the great creator God. Can you see that? Now, ladies and gentlemen, the most fundamental truth that you can understand is the truth that you were made specially by God. I want to tell you tonight, all, A-double-L, -L, all of the ills of our sick planet have come because the human race has forgotten that God made them and that He is coming again and that Jesus Christ was the great creator, redeemer who made the world. Did you hear that? All of the ills of the human race have come because people have forgotten him and have forgotten God. I want you to turn now with me to the book of Romans and I will illustrate this truth. Come over here please to page 1098. Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 20, I think it is. Romans chapter 1, verse, verse 20. These words are not important. They are very important. And Paul says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Did you hear that? The Bible says that people who don't believe in God are without any excuse. The Bible says that God has made Himself known to them. The Bible says that through the vast work of creation, through the beauty of the stars, 
the beauty, my friend, of nature. God has revealed himself to the human race. And the Bible says if people don't want to believe in God, they are without excuse. Did you hear that? God has given us evidence to believe. Then it goes on to say, verse 21, notice what happens when people forget him. Because although they knew God, the Bible says, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Man substituted the creature for the creator. And notice what happened. Therefore... God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who was blessed forevermore. Amen, says Paul. What Paul is saying, ladies and gentlemen, is this. He's talking here about the Roman world. He says, God gave them the knowledge of God. They knew that there was a great creator God, but those people substituted the creature for the creator. And when people forgot their creator, the human race went down about as low as it could go. And then he describes the sins of the ancient Roman world. Please notice them. They're not very nice. The Bible says, verse 26, For this reason God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. The Bible says, Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. This is talking, my friend, about the sin of sodomy. The Bible says that when men and women took their eyes off the great creator God, they had no defense against the sins of depravity. And the Bible says the human race went down, down, and down. That is because people forgot that Jesus was their creator. Now keep reading with me. Because it sounds almost like our own day and our own age in America. Notice it. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, 
murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, and then it goes on and it talks about it. Listen, friend, listen to me carefully. The Roman Empire was the greatest empire the world has ever seen. Do you know what destroyed the Roman Empire? Those very sins that we've read about tonight, the sins of homosexuality, the sins of murder and violence. And when the Roman Empire became so wicked, God, my friend, allowed the Roman Empire to disintegrate and to destroy itself. I want to tell you tonight something. You listen to this. America is committing exactly the same sins that the Roman Empire committed. Did you know that? I say that, my friend, because it is the truth. And the Bible tells me that God is going to come in judgment. You listen to this. Every day in America, there are 51 murders, 493 rapes, 3,060 robberies, 12,758 assaults. Every year in the greatest nation under heaven, in the United States of America, every year there are six million violent crimes. Can you take it in? Every year the FBI says there are six million violent crimes. And you know why? It is because people in this great country have had the opportunity like no other country under God's blue heaven. People have had the opportunity, but people, my friend, by the millions, have turned away from the Word of God. And that is why this nation tonight is deluged in crime. 